I'm Sandra, and I'm just the professional your small business was looking for. But you didn't hire me because you didn't use LinkedIn jobs. LinkedIn has professionals you can't find anywhere else, including those who aren't actively looking for a new job, but might be open to the perfect role, like me. In a given month, over 70% of LinkedIn users don't visit other leading job sites. So if you're not looking on LinkedIn, you'll miss out on great candidates like Sandra. Start hiring professionals like a professional. Post your free job on linkedin.com slash people today. We're talking again. Our bodies were made. Welcome to Swapcast. I'm your host, Paul Mitzi, and with me we have... Lucy Thomas. And... Brendan Levi. Every episode we watch a film in the body swap movie genre and break it down for you. This week we're watching the 1996 TV movie, Wish Upon a Star, starring Katherine Heigl and Danielle Harris. The synopsis of the film is a younger sister wishes to switch places with her popular older sister, and the two bickering siblings awaken to find this wish has come true. Now, the uh, basis of this film is a younger sister is jealous of her older sister and wishes to become her. Do you relate to this, Lucy? Did you ever wish that you were your older sister? Um, I, I never wished I was my sister, but I totally idolized her and copied everything that she did. So, I mean, I guess I, I really related to it a bit. Did you, like, lust after her boyfriend? <laughs> no. I actually... Just sidebar, uh, there was actually a time where maybe my sister liked my boyfriend. Ooh, uh, drama. <laughs> In a very, you know, I was 15 or something, so it was no biggie, but... So, wait, was it a similar age gap between you guys and the sisters in the film? Okay, so, here's my first question. Was there an age gap? They were in one of the same classes. I was like, yeah, is that because the, the older question. sister was dumb? I'm like, are they twins and I don't get it? Or I She was to- held back, maybe? Yeah. <laughs> I forgot to ask. Why were they in the same class? Yeah, because in all the write-ups of the film, everyone describes them as a year apart yeah. from each other. Because I guess one of the pieces of trivia out there is that... Catherine Heiger was actually younger than Danielle Harris, but was playing her older sister. Mm-hmm. Maybe because but- she was double her height. The <laughs> other actress was really short. Mm. Yeah, is Catherine Heigl just a giant, or is or is it both? Is Danielle Harris a, a midget as well? Yeah, I think like Catherine Heigl is like Hollywood height, which is huge. Everyone in Hollywood's huge, and then Danielle mm-hmm. Har- Harris is probably a bit smaller than average. Right, right. I thought it was a good juxtaposition, like, yeah. it was a good visual. It was just too much. I, I kept on getting distracted by how small she was. <laughs> like, it's really, she is really yeah. tiny. Like, when you say half her size, that's not there was too one, far off. There was one scene, I can't remember exactly what was happening, but Catherine Heigl's head wasn't even in the shot. Like, <laughs> it was like boobs down for her and that. Yeah, the other actress's eye level was king directly at her chest. Which is why I, I was surprised at the end when she was like sort of bummed that she was staying in Catherine Heigl's body. I was like, I feel like this is a real advantage, it's a, you know? It's a good deal for you, yeah. Man, oh man, it worked! What, what worked? I, I, uh, I, I made a wish when I, when I saw a shooting star! You made a, a wish to be me? Now, I have to say, like, the last couple of weeks, we have had to slog through our movies. Mm -hmm. Uh, It's a boy-girl thing. I mean, it had its pleasures, but I wouldn't really describe that as 
a good movie and the fact that Brendan and I had to watch it twice, twice. was a yeah. bit painful. <laughs> um, and the less said about Mr. Fuzzy Pants, the better. Uh, but I kind of really enjoyed this movie. Same. Yeah. I don't know what it was. It's just everything you wanted in a body swap movie, this film delivered. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Well, all right, that, that's a lot of my notes is going, well done, you've, you know, first of all, you've set up what what actually makes the swap happen. Mm-hmm. Uh, they immediately are actually trying to solve the problem, like they, rather than like, oh, well, let's go to school. <laughs> it's yes. straight away getting into that. Yeah, when they wake up the first morning. I mean, it was a bit stupid. They both wake up and for some reason both have their eyes closed for the entire way until they walk into the same Who bathroom. Who up like that? And look it's in the dangerous. mirror. dangerous, <laughs> yeah. yeah. And they're literally like banging into everything on the way. <laughs> yeah. Well, their eyes they are still don't yeah. open their eyes. <laughs> like she puts her hand in gum. If you woke up and put your hand in gum and you still stayed asleep, like I don't understand that. Yeah, but- and also sidebar, who leaves gum next to their bed to then chew again in the morning. That's disgusting. Gross punker, grungy girls from the 90s. <laughs> yeah. Or, or that girl from um, Willy Wonka and the Chocolate Factory. Oh, that yeah. one too. <laughs> what was her name? That's good. But yeah, it there were stakes. They felt like they acted like actual human beings. Um, <laughs> uh, it was funny when it was supposed to be funny, mm. I felt. And it was triumphant. When they figured it out and do the switch back, spoilers, but yeah. <laughs> I think that happens every time. Yeah. <laughs> I can't wait for one where it doesn't. Wouldn't I know. that be amazing? It, yeah. it, maybe we should write that movie. No, I agree. It, the, the swap back was really satisfying. But yeah, it's surprising that this film gets so much right. It Pretty much everything that we criticize is a boy-girl thing for doing this film did There's, better. Yeah. Did what we wanted that film to do. Also, I just need to clarify, like this- Film was still very bad. <laughs> like it wouldn't win. It's not without its flaws. MTV awards yeah. or anything like that. But yeah. it was very enjoyable. I don't know. Yeah, yeah. I, I'm the same. I just felt really happy the whole time I was watching it. Well, I, I was going to ask how how old is everyone here? If, if is that a polite question? I don't know. Like a lady, never tell. Like <laughs> our own ages. The, the our, uh, our I'll go first. Uh, I'm 31, going on 32. Yeah, I'm 32, about to be 33. I just turned 31. So, do you? Th- so we're all pretty much in the same era. Do you think it's more of a, a case of nostalgia, like where we're feeling things that are like deep inside from what we grew up watching? You know what I mean? I, I, there must be a bit of that. Yeah, I loved the way in this movie. You know, like when that girl was going to have a party and there was an invitation given out and it was, they like yeah. fly at the whole school <laughs> with this invitation. And if that was in a movie now, it would be all these like mobile phones beeping. Yeah, yeah. And everybody checking their phone. And there was just like no phones in that movie. Photocopiers and coloured paper. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> and I, I, I mean, nobody ever did that when I went to high school, you know, inviting people to a party that way. But yeah, the nostalgia isn't for our own actual real life youth but it's a nostalgia for what the movies the we movies were watching used yes. to look like at yeah the time. yeah when like, we were watching teen movies when yeah. we were kids <laughs> yeah yeah i mean i never watched as a kid but i think i would have really enjoyed it yeah, as a kid. yeah 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 um but yeah like the way the high school looked and 
the clothes that everyone was wearing mm-hmm. and like that 90s um, kind of rock punk music that yes. was popular at the time. It just like, like no one in this movie listens to just straight up pop music. It's all like... <laughs> You know, hard guitars and stuff like that. Which yeah, is, yeah. Um, which is very 90s, I think. Yeah. That was the pop of the era. I, I don't know if this will be com- like controversy, but <laughs> I really enjoyed the band. <laughs> the I like- band that played in the prom and in the uh, intro was... Did we look up this band's name? or we I looked up it? the band's name okay. because I... I thought I would get flack for that, but I'm I'm happy I didn't. Uh, we've got <laughs> Moon Poles and Caterpillars is the name of the band, uh, and so they're a, a Filipino American band that played throughout '87 to '96. Did you say they broke up in '96? You looked it up. I th- I think it said to 96. Because yeah, that's when this movie came out. <laughs> so, like, it um, ended their career. <laughs> the they too much on peaked. set. <laughs> we don't need to do anything else. We were in this Disney movie that wasn't really the Disney. Of music. <laughs> Active till 98, I'm sorry. Right. So, they had a, cu- okay. a good couple of years after. So, they had two years of riding, coasting off the fame of this film. Of this TV movie. <laughs> Hell yeah. And then they all OD'd and now... <laughs> <laughs> That's well, I'm up. sure it doesn't do much for your cred to be in a Disney TV film. <laughs> I don't know. Like, there seems to be a lot of love for this one. Uh, looking online, people have a real affection for this. Yeah, but the people hanging out at Seattle were like, oh, man, Kirk Cobain. <laughs> that was great. Yeah. Can't wait for Moonpool to come back on. <laughs> Alex was mauling a boy while the little one danced seductively on the cafeteria table, miming sexual lyrics. And she was dressed like a hooker. I guess the big elephant in the room with this film is the dominatrix out. And (laughs) the fact that this is a Disney Channel original, well, Mm -hmm. a Disney Channel movie. And one of the characters shows up to school in a dominatrix outfit with a whip. Yeah. (laughs) And that's a thing that happened and Mm -hmm. almost incites this like orgy of hedonism <laughs> yeah. where the entire school's like egging her on in a strip tease and then her sister decides to come out and starts like furiously making out with her boyfriend. So they're kind of competing over being promiscuous or something. <laughs> <laughs> like I didn't get what either character was trying to achieve in this moment, but I thoroughly mm, enjoyed yeah. it. And um yeah, just the uh just the frenzy, the frenzy of the scene. Yeah. I that that scene, yeah. When you get a good look at everyone in the school, there was a lot of men in the school at mm. that point, but mm. but also I could understand why, like, because I didn't really like Kyle all that much. But then when I got like a sort of a survey of the school, I got why Kyle was the best bet. <laughs> like, yeah. It's like they found everyone, they put a casting call out for everyone who looked like a dork <laughs> and rounded yeah. them all up and put them in there. Yeah. So you mentioned Kyle. So Kyle is the boyfriend of Catherine Heigl's character pre-swap. Danielle Harris's character, the younger sister, has this like deep obsession with Kyle and is probably the main inciting factor that she wishes that they swapped mm. bodies. Lucy, what do you think of Kyle? Okay, so we finished watching the movie half an hour ago. Yeah. I cannot remember what he looked like. <laughs> he was just a skin-coloured orb to me. He was, I'm going not hot on that one, and just a, quite a forget, 
forgettable actor. Has he been in anything else? Am I missing something? I, I didn't mm. recognize him from anything Nothing else. Nothing else. I, yeah. I, I looked up all the characters and... It's not a lot not, going on not, yeah. other than Grey's Anatomy. <laughs> not a lot going anywhere except for like Seventh Heaven and... <laughs> yeah. <laughs> a lot of Christian films. Yeah, I agree. He was very bland, very mm. forgettable. Yeah. He was still cute. Like, I really? would still put him in the hot category. <laughs> That oh, I'm sorry. For I the viewers at home, Lucy just gave me the biggest death stare you've ever seen. It <laughs> was just, like I said, it, just an orb. I cannot remember his face. Whatever it is, he ain't. <laughs> yeah. Because, <laughs> like, his personality, he just was like this nothing of a person. Yeah. Then no character development. No attitude. No, yeah. nothing that gave right. off vibes of like, oh, you know. The thing, like, okay. So, in, okay, it's a movie. We expect a certain level of what people should look like in a movie. Yeah. If he walked up to you in real life, you'd be like, he's kind of cute. I'd be like, why is he talking to me about <laughs> his basketball? Because <laughs> that's all he's got. <laughs> Oh, uh, he had no personality as a character. Ooh, yeah, they did not invest in this guy. They just <laughs> all he did was just continuously get get heartbroken and broken up with with Catherine Heigl, <laughs> and then immediately take her forgive back. her yeah, every time, and like never questioned her swings and roundabouts of just like breaking up with him and then saying that she loved him the next day because then <laughs> she had swapped and it was, yeah, yeah, it's it like, like okay, I'll do, I'm going along with this. That's fine. Yeah, he's like. Oh, Catherine Heigl, I, I do realise I, I love you. Well, you know what? Fuck you. You're a piece of shit. Go fuck yourself. <laughs> and then she's like, comes back the next day. She's like, ah, oh, I'm so sorry that I said that. Okay. Yeah. <laughs> oh, dear. Um, I, can, I can relate, though. I feel like when I was a teenage boy, I would have taken a lot of shit if I girls. thought I could have sex with someone. <laughs> <laughs> but did you? were you as blandly good looking as Kyle? No. Because I feel like he could have had any girl at that school. The well, in that were. school, yes. Like I said, <laughs> compared to the rest. I know. Yeah. Anyway, Alex, tell us what happened last night. How did you do it? Do what? Dump Kyle. <laughs> Why would I do a stupid thing like that? Kyle's perfect. Alex, hello. hello. I just wanted to go back. Yeah. To jump around a bit. You know, the way you were talking about this thing with the whips and the dominatrix outfit yeah. and the other sister pashing on with that guy. Have you noticed that a real strong theme in in swap movies is it, a way to ruin a girl's life is to slut shame her and to dress. Yes. <laughs> yeah, it's insane. I, I'm like, I feel like we're going to have to do this every time, but it, it was really in there a lot. Well, when they were in the the bathroom having this serious conversation, because it's like I can't believe you thought I would have I had sex with him. Like I have principles, I have morals. Yeah, you're a teenage girl. Like, yeah, you have sex. Yeah, <laughs> who cares? Yeah, but this is a Disney Channel movie, like <laughs> which has a dominatrix. <laughs> yeah, I guess so. But yeah, actually, it was. I was surprised that they mentioned virginity and that in this PG movie. Though I, I think it was a kind of a '90s thing for Disney because. I watched Hocus Pocus recently, and like that's a main yes, the, the virginity kid, the, theme. The kids' yeah. virginity is a main plot point in that film as well. What? <laughs> yeah. Hocus Pocus. Hocus Pocus. I think I think that's why the witches want him because he's a virgin or yeah, something. Yeah, you know he's uh, he, he's able to resurrect the witches because he's a, be virgin. a virgin. Yeah. Oh my god! It, I just sidebar love that movie, and I loved that actor when I was younger. The uh, that guy. Yeah, who's from Erie, Indiana. Yes, mm. I would have. Oh. 
given him my virginity when I was That's young. so weird because I I was telling Paul that I used to have a little crush on Daddy O. Harris from her brief little segment on Erie, Indiana with my, with uh, that same actor. Whoa, what? <laughs> I don't know about this. Okay, All right, season it. two of the Swapcast is Erie, Erie Indiana. Indiana. Just breaking down the whole series. <laughs> I'd be down for that, actually. <laughs> same. I mean, at first you, you come home with a hickey on your neck. Next, you're practically mauling my boyfriend at the cafeteria. What next, Haley? What, are you going to lose my virginity too? You're, you're a virgin? Yes, I'm a virgin. I have morals, Haley. So, back to our hot or not. <laughs> <laughs> yes. As I feel like this is what the entire podcast is going to turn into. But, um, <laughs> uh, the other love interest, mm-hmm. the new boy next door. Simon. Simon. Literal boy next door. Um. Yeah. Who is the weirdest freaking character? Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. So he like moves in and like from looking at the girls from across the road, like decides he likes them and then like makes like these really harsh judgments on their personalities, but without even ever talking to them. Yep. Goes in for the kiss like straight away with mm-hmm. one of them. And on top of that, like has like the ugliest hair, 90s haircut. I pointed and- out that him and the um, shorter chick, I'm sorry, I'm not good with their name, <laughs> um, the younger sister had the same hair. They look like they were wearing the same wig, <laughs> like a, a chin length uh, chestnut bob that kind of flicked out at the ends. All these words, I have no idea. <laughs> I want to call it the haircut that this guy had, the Joseph Gordon-Levitt circa third rock from From the the sun. sun. Yeah. (laughs) So that real kind of lanky, like kind of greasy straight down. Yeah. Yeah. I feel like if this wasn't, if I didn't know I was watching a Disney movie for kids, I could have sworn the where this storyline was going was that he was a serial killer because he really gave off. <laughs> he those was yeah. Vibes. yeah. <laughs> like the way he was staring at him and the way he spoke, it was just really creepy. Did you also think that he was another character who just went with whatever was being presented to him? It was like you were nice to me yesterday. Now you're being mean to me. Now you like me. Now you're telling me to like your sister. And he just was like, okay, no worries. I'm not confused or anything. Do you think this was like a secretly like a feminist agenda? I know a lot of um, criticism towards a lot of films is that the women have zero agency and it's always the men making decisions for it. So maybe this was like a clear, you know, way of trying to subvert that and making the most bland. I kind of vibe on that for sure. I I feel like I could just do this whole podcast without you guys because there's so much <laughs> girl stuff to talk about. Yeah, like this film like smashes the Bechtel test. It's yeah. just about girls interacting with girls. I guess there is the obsession with wanting her boyfriend. But they talk but- about their futures a lot and what their goals are and, you know, it's not always all about boys. Yeah, and it, and in the end, it doesn't end. Like, you do have those romantic moments at the end where the she kiss, gets the boy or whatever, but the film ends with the two sisters winking at each other. <laughs> <laughs> for an extended period of time. Yeah, that got In a bit slow weird. Motion. It got, yeah, and it was slowed down. It was weird. <laughs> <laughs> what did you make of that scene, Brendan? <laughs> <laughs> All right, so when when just when it happened for like the first like half a second, I was like, oh boy, this is going down like drought if anyone's watched that. If not, that's okay. No, yeah, I, <laughs> I, I haven't like, seen it. <laughs> I haven't seen it. Oh, you've got to watch a poll. Um, and it was just a little joke that I had to myself, 
but no, then I agree. that it wink kept slightly going erotic. And going. Yeah. So <laughs> yeah. it slowed down. Do sisters have sex? In- okay, so we're going to need to put, put a, a major spoiler, spoiler alert, alert on this because <laughs> oh, yeah. um, it's really good and everyone should watch it. Um, there's a bit of inappropriate sister oh, behavior. Okay. <laughs> Sorry, we uh, ruined that for you, Paul. Ah, oh, damn. <laughs> I I'm, I'm think it's probably for the best that the fi- this film didn't go that route. Yeah. <laughs> I think it would have... Uh, Might have ruined it? Yeah. <laughs> maybe not such a beloved classic if the sisters got with each other at the end. <laughs> Mood killer. <laughs> Ew! Uh, I don't like it in here. I guess we should talk a bit about the plot and how it fits in with the cliches that we know about body swap movies. What did this conform to? I guess the first thing we have to look at is why did the swap happen? So, you know, in other films, we've had like a mystical statue. Last week's film, we had Cat Whisperer with powers for some reason. Wizard, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Not real clear on that one. Yeah. <laughs> so this week in this film, the younger sister, she's out on her balcony with her giant telescope. And I have to say, <laughs> like this smart girl, <laughs> like prop, you know? And also how, f- I know like both the parents are psychologists, but how freaking rich uh, is his family? Like that yeah. size telescope would be like $20,000 and like a hot, hot tub. Yeah. And-, and the house had big like pillars out the front and she drove a Jeep, which totally was ripped off from Clueless, by the way. Yeah. I was going to say, when did Clueless come out? I looked it up the year before. Yeah. They it's were majorly. Yeah. I think it was even the same even color. Even the clothes. Yeah. 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 The clothes, the knee-high socks, and the picking the outfit, all of that. Yeah. Clueless. Yeah. So, she's out there with a giant telescope, <laughs> and a shooting star comes by, and she closes her eyes and makes a wish. Spoiler alert, we find out later on that Catherine yes. Heigl was also looking at the star and also made a wish. They both made the same wish that they would become each other. And when they wake up the next morning, it becomes reality. So I wrote down, you two should join forces and save the world. If all they have to do (laughs) is make the same wish at the same time on a shooting star, I'm like, cure cancer, end the wars, just everything. They could just fix everything. They could... Yeah. I think this is becoming a thing because even last week I was suggesting the same with the Christopher Walken's powers. He could have, like, <laughs> he could solve pretty much any yes. problem on Earth. Yeah, a regular segment of what, what they could have done with these powers. Mm. Yeah. I thought there even could have been, like, a little weird nod at the end where, I don't know, at the end yeah. of Mr. Fuzzy Pants, there was another swap about to take place or whatever. Or how about they realize this so they decide you know we're going to i guess it's 1996 so like we're going to kill saddam hussein so they go out <laughs> close, <laughs> the shooting star comes they out make a wish. they wake a wish i wish saddam hussein is dead. dead and then the twist they wake up the next morning and their They've parents into- the parents are dead oh what <laughs> <laughs> Because they realize that um, they can't mess with these powers. Yeah. Well, may- maybe that's a good lesson to know. <laughs> Sequel? I'm still confused. Green- <laughs> <laughs> I know it's a bit weird, but let's go with it. Um, I, I, it's always that thing like, I, I, it's a movie, all right? But I really would like someone to take, just take a moment to go, 
oh my god yeah we these powers like like a- after they like swap bodies immediately they're just like oh i'm so happy let's go back to the uh let's go to prom but surely you'd be like oh my gosh my like my reality is unraveling like the- yes <laughs> i'm a scientist is- <laughs> 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 this is- <laughs> if this is possible like my the entire like meaning of existence is, is all up in the balance exactly now. do it now it's overcast i can't <laughs> you mean to tell me that I'm I'm stuck in this measly little body for another day while you just while you parade around ruining my reputation and destroying my beautiful nails? Looks that way. But even like uh, like when they initially swap, I feel like there wasn't enough shock that it's happened. It's kind of like, oh yeah, I wished on that start and it happened. Okay, that's the thing that happens, and then they just gone with their day like i love the way that they still did the cliche though where Catherine heigl felt her boobs yeah it's like yeah. she's swapped from a girl with small boobs into a girl with bigger boobs not heaps <laughs> bigger but shit there was still the cliche like we can tick that off the list that she was like oh, tits <laughs> classic yeah no um that's the like- sign you're watching a quality body exactly. swap film is when someone grabs their boobs when they swap but I liked, or their crotch, yeah. yeah. Um, I liked the way that she was doing these silly wish things to try and swap back. Like, yeah, yeah. yeah n- n- no other film that we've that we've watched yet. They just like, oh well, this is happening. Let's just ride it out and see what happens. Yeah, and and actually, I was qu- pretty impressed. That was like Catherine Heigl's character in her younger sister's body, mm. um, who she's supposed to be like the ditzier one. But she actually yeah. had some pretty good ideas. She wish went downstairs. I- yeah, she got a cake. And got her to blow the candles out like it was her birthday and make yeah. the wish. Then she got like a wishbone. Um, Threw was- pennies in the toilet oh, yeah, and pretended it was a wish. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, yeah, that's right. This film was great, guys. <laughs> I know. I was, I was um, really scared going in, but I'm really glad I've seen it. Um, so, what was the what would be the other cliches we're looking for in these kind of films? Well, there's always uh, a lesson to be learned. And mm-hmm. I, I once again, does it really well. I, I really mm. enjoyed the twist that, oh, actually, they were both wishing they could be each other. And we we have lessons learned on both sides that... Even the pretty popular girl sometimes is having a Was tired time. of being yeah. vacuous and... How valuable each other are in their lives and that if they team together instead of always being at each other's throats, they can be happier mm-hmm. and help each other through their tough times. Yep. It's heartwarming. Yeah. Yeah. Ah, ah, ah. Haley can wear whatever she wants. It's an expression of her individuality. You know, the way you're talking about this being a secret feminist agenda, mm-hmm. um, I loved the way the dad, I wrote it down, the dad had a line where mm-hmm. he was like, yes, Haley can wear whatever she wants. It's an expression of her individuality. I just loved that the dad was just like, just go for it. Just do what you want. <laughs> but I really feel there's a line to be drawn there. Of course. <laughs> your daughter- Don't let your daughter go dressed as a dominatrix to school. But I just thought it was really interesting that they let the dad have that line. The just... principal was a woman. Yeah, you know, like that. Usually, uh, that that sort of role is placed by a. But she also did call um, one of the characters. Oh, she said like you, you, she dressed like a hooker. Yeah. Do we need to talk about the principal? Do we need to go into that? On it was a it was a strange character because they were trying to. There's they this needed constant a villain, you know? gag of yeah that her um, office door is always getting graffitied. Yeah, but she wasn't mean. 
Like, yeah, she didn't do anything overly. No, like, they're painting her as this complete villain, like you said. Yeah, and then- what a complete bitch for telling off the student for dressing up like a dominatrix <laughs> in school. Yeah, and almost inciting an orgy. <laughs> yeah, and it was like the only unkind thing really that she did. Definitely day one. Day one of what? My diet. Oh, <laughs> excuse me. I mean your diet. A fruit and veggie fast. You're bloated. What are you talking about? I'm a knockout. Makeup may be a bit heavy. Not me. What What did you think about the parents? Were they good parents or were they bad parents? Oh, they were. They were bad parents. Like, so they make this decision at the beginning of the film that because they're both psychologists and they reckon that all their clients always say the same thing, that their parents ruin their lives. So they decide what they're going to do with their children is have no rules whatsoever. Which, I, I just as a side note, I really like that because it sort of made sense that they were letting their daughters be a bit weird and kooky to the regular norm, which played into the fact that they'd swap bodies. Yeah. And it made sense that they would not actually intervene, you know? Yeah. No, it was definitely a clever thing to do for the plot. But I think- In reality. In reality, like saying- no rules. I can kind of understand where they're going for, for, but then like Catherine Heigl's like, I want this dress for prom. It's $300. And they're like, oh, we said you could only spend $200. And then the dad's like, no rules. No rules. Okay. I guess we have to give her an extra hundred. Yeah. That doesn't seem like good parenting to me. I think what they were hoping for was that she'd be like, oh, maybe I don't need a $300 dress, like trying to reverse psychology her. The $300 dress looked really good, though. It's yeah. money well spent. Go, Catherine. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> I thought it was really ugly, actually. I'm going to put that out there. <laughs> Hot um, or not? Not. <laughs> um, I, yeah, I, I see your point on that, that sort of stuff. It, and to me, like that sort of thing, I was like, oh, this is all about their book. They just kept thinking <laughs> yeah. about the money. They're, They're experimenting like, on their children. Yeah, exactly. Mm, Don't yeah. worry about the $300 mm. because we're going to make killer bank on this book. Another thing I didn't really like with the parenting stuff, you know, the way Catherine Heigl's character is supposed to be losing weight to be the prom queen, hopefully. Yeah. And she's having like a liquid diet. Yeah. And juice, she, juice and veggie cleanse. Yeah, mm. and her, she's doing it in full view of her parents and her, the sisters weigh, really weighing in on it and stuff. And they're just like, that's fine. There's so much unhealthy body image stuff <laughs> yeah. going on <laughs> and a lot of criticising the female form, which uh, I didn't approve of. But I think the parents should be recognised as masters of the human physique because the two children <laughs> fall asleep on the couch. Well, I call them children. Oh, yeah, okay. But they've got the bodies of adults. <laughs> the parents <laughs> the parents come home. 16-year-old, 17-year-old woman. Yeah. The, Females. The parents come home to find them asleep on the couch <laughs> and decide that they're going to carry them up, <laughs> to stairs. up the stairs to bed. Now, it cuts the actual watching us carry them up. <laughs> But they get there, yeah. so they've done and it. And the kids are st- the the kids are still asleep. Well, they're teenagers, are still yeah. asleep. It's like if anybody tried to to lift me up and carry me up the stairs, the minute they got an inch away from me, I I would wake up. I what what was best of all is. <laughs> 
the 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 mother was like, yeah, I'll take Catherine Heigl. I'll, I won't oh, take the, the girl who's half her size. <laughs> yeah, yeah, human giraffe, good. Catherine Heigl. Good. I'll yeah. carry her. Yeah, I hope that that's a deleted scene. Somewhere. Yeah, I would love to see her or dragging <laughs> Catherine Heigl up the stairs. Oh god. <laughs> oh, Maybe it. they realize like there's no way we can do this without waking them up. So they drug them first, yeah. and, and then they literally. Because they care. And you just see her head like knocking on every stair <laughs> yeah, going yeah. up. Because that would be the only way you'd get it done. I think it was just more of a testament to their, their strength. There should have been scenes where in the background, you know, the parents are like... <laughs> Lifting rip- weights and yeah, stuff. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> just ripping like stumps out of the ground with their... <laughs> Flipping tires, ripping huge tires and stuff. Yeah. Eventually we plan to write a book. Now, we do realise there are rules and regulations here at school, but that's separate. So just feel free to discipline them however you feel is appropriate. Just so long as the discipline doesn't come from the parents, we should be just fine. Hiring for your small business? If you're not looking for professionals on LinkedIn, you're looking in the wrong place. That's like looking for your car keys in a fish tank. LinkedIn helps you hire professionals you can't find anywhere else. Even those who aren't actively searching for a new job but might be open to the perfect role. In a given month, over 70% of LinkedIn users don't even visit other leading job sites. So start looking in the right place. With LinkedIn, you can hire professionals like a professional. Post your free job on linkedin.com slash people today. I'm just looking at my notes and I just remembered um, another part of the film that really made me laugh. Earlier in the film, Katherine Heigl invites her boyfriend to family dinner and obviously her little sister's obsessed with the boyfriend and they both yeah they go both go to reach for the bread and then he like passes it to her but when she just like fully grabs his hand and caresses it yeah she gets the bread so uncomfortable yeah like everyone around the table as well noticed it like the mum both the sisters and it's just the only one who was not aware was the dad, but everyone was aware of the heat coming off that rope. <laughs> yeah. yeah, it was hot it was, bread <laughs> from the oven. <laughs> so, um, when your sister was trying to steal your boyfriend, Lucy, that didn't happen. <laughs> I she had it. I dated an older guy, so my sister and I are twenty months apart, so yeah. nearly two years. Yeah. So when I was when she was in year twelve, I was in year ten, and I dated a guy in yeah. year twelve. Yeah. Who she kind of had a crush on. I didn't know that. Yeah. So she was pissed off that I had. So there wasn't anything we- so, so when like you overt. stole him. <laughs> yeah. So there was nothing as overt but then as the bread we touching. We just wished on a star and we swapped bodies and we learnt lessons and switched back and so we sorted it out. Actually, not Lucy. <laughs> even now. No, I switched back. <laughs> what makes you think you can treat people like this? We learned it from you. Remember our motto: act superior. Our number one rule. I guess one other element of this film, Catherine Heigl's Mean Girls group. Mm. Uh, so she hangs the around minions, with yeah. these three girls that look like 35. Mm-hmm. Yep, agreed. <laughs> Just over-the-top, awful girls, such like a cliche of, mm. of teen movies to have these like mean girl groups. Apparently, they have a list of rules that you have to abide by while you're in this group that they signed with blood. I don't know if that was supposed to be literal or not. It's It, it sounded like it was literal. But yeah. we signed in blood. 
<laughs> um, and some of the rules I wrote some of them down. I don't know if I missed any. Number rule number one is always act superior. One of the other rules: no tuna sandwiches at lunch. <laughs> They're really broad. They're very. They cover a lot of things. I think that was number four. <laughs> Shave your legs every day. <laughs> Was there any so that much, I missed? Yeah, so much about talking about females' bodies. Oh, and, well, oh, and the biggest rule that kind of is which is part number of the nine. Bar, yeah, uh, um, there's a three month rule. You can never oh, have yeah. a boyfriend oh, for yeah. more than three months, so that you can experience more men. No, yeah, I think that was was that thirty three. I reckon that was number thirty three because number nine, the was most important one, best friends forever. forever. <laughs> <laughs> which. At the end, so at the end, the the three bitchy best friends come up to Catherine Heigl and they mention that, like, rule number nine, best friends forever. And Sorry, was, we dogged you yesterday. Yeah, like, they were, like, a complete bitch to Catherine Heigl just the day before, criticising her in every way. I was so surprised that Catherine Heigl was, like, didn't have, like, a fuck you moment. Yeah, I thought she was going to be like, I don't need you girls, bye. She kind of gave them a look, but then she was like, okay, I'll speak to you tomorrow. Number nine stands. No worries, bye. She, like, you know, had the humility to to go, they've obviously thought about it and they've come back. I think it's fair to, those, to forgive. Those bitches did not <laughs> learn a fucking thing. They will be back to their awful slag ways. <laughs> <laughs> the next day, I can guarantee. Killer dress! Hey, look, here's the deal, Alex. You forget about all the rules, except for number nine. Number nine? The one that says that we'll be friends forever. Thanks, you guys. This film, I think, had a lot in common with It's a Boy Girl thing mm. in a lot of ways. Just the bitchy girl with the three best friends mm. were very yep. similar mm. to that. The fact that this film ends in the school dance and mm. it's, it had a very similar vibe, just done so much better. I, and I liked the twist, all, you know, on on the norm of that it wasn't a boy and a girl swapping. It was two sisters. So it wasn't all about romance or do you know what I mean? Yeah, yeah. And it wasn't about like learning to use their genitals. Yeah. <laughs> it was just, Yeah. Learning to love I did miss a bit of that. <laughs> yeah. yeah, there were yeah. no, there were no there jokes. Yeah. yeah, well, if one of them had, like, you know, really unusual. <laughs> <laughs> How do I use this new vagina? <laughs> yeah. It's so uh, different. Yeah. It's like, what do you do with all these extra flaps? And then- <laughs> <laughs> oh, Paul, you're the gay guy weighing in on vagina. It's great. Love it. <laughs> <laughs> well, you know, if there's anything I know about. <laughs> oh, shit. Don't bring another tuna fish sandwich. It's one of our rules. Okay, can I just ask you again to just take the train off the tracks? Did you have a school formal? Um, We did. Cause we had like a sister school and we'd do like a joint mm-hmm. school so formal. So you had like a year 12 thing. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah. And did a band play? No. Never. They'd never play. No, it's just a beat DJ. <laughs> right. A yeah. ba- uh, we had a band and a DJ at mine, and I went to a really shitty public school, so I'm- What band? Out. Was it Grinspoon? It, it, was, <laughs> it was E-Type Jazz. Do you remember that band? No. Yeah, they still used, play. My- yeah. You used to see them like, I don't know, in the Rundle Mall my, at Christmas my time and stuff. <laughs> Is in that band? Oh, he went and saw them last, yeah, like, last month. We had E-Type Jazz and they played really like smooth, you know, jazzy renditions of vaguely familiar songs. Oh, you, like what kids like? <laughs> Very strange <laughs> choice. Also, like the formal committee was year 12 students. Like 
we picked E-Type Jazz. <laughs> I don't get it. Um, when did they play? Like during the meals? <laughs> like, what? Yeah, and when then there was a little E-type bit jazz? of dancing to them because they did like, I don't even, I can't even remember, but they did a few songs that were vaguely danceable. <laughs> yeah, uh, I just remember my- Like classics. My school formal, um, I- brought my best friend at the time who was female and um like we were the only ones dancing like all the straight guys with their girlfriends were just like sitting there like misery guts and we just had like the best night was she in love with you or no you knew the score yeah yeah, she knew yeah yeah so we were just like we had no hangouts we didn't have to worry about anything we well funnily enough i went to my formal with a girlfriend Mm -hmm. uh a friend that was a girl. Um, three days before my year 12 formal, I broke up with my boyfriend who was the biggest jerk ever. And he was much older than me. Not Wait, huge, is this the same guy? Right? No, no, someone else. <laughs> <laughs> uh, Just no, had a secret older, older guy. Yeah. He was like, I keep hearing yeah, older guys. I was very rebellious in high school. Yeah. I had a lot of boy dramas. Yeah. But... Yeah, so I broke up with this guy because I hated his guts and I took a friend who I went to primary school with and she had gone to another high school, but we were still really close. And so I took her and same thing. We just danced and had a great time. And also um, back then I was still like super fat and the people next to us (laughs) didn't end up coming. So I got like two of every meal. I don't know what to do with that sentence. Oh, oh my god! Awesome. I don't think you've ever been super High fat fast? in your life. Anyway, this, uh, this is not that. Oh, There's photo evidence. Seen? There's actually photo evidence at that formal of me holding up the giant cat. <laughs> <laughs> like, ooh, my we'll second piece. We'll put that piece. on our Instagram. Can we? Can we, can we yeah, can we put we that on the? We should put up photos of all of us at our formals. At I social. wore fairy wings to mine. I made yeah. my own dress. Disgusting. Yeah. And I wore fairy wings because I was like, alternative, slightly punky, grungy girl. A little something for the eight fans. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah, I actually, I, I have that photo on hand because I use it whenever I need inspiration to, like, not eat junk oh, food. Paul. I was like, look at it. <laughs> I look at my year 12 photo and I was like, yeah, can I get back to looking like that? Because I was really skinny. You guys have some real body issues. You That's look another great. podcast. That's a different thing. Thera- our therapy body swap. podcast. Who would you swap with? <laughs> Maybe we swapped with each other. We could appreciate how yeah. nice our bodies are. Please, that. What? This. What? That. Ow. I don't know. That's a hickey, you, you tramp. Another thing that happens in this film is that Catherine Heigl gets a hickey from mm. from her guy. Do you feel like that's something that you can relate to? I've never gotten a hickey in my life. I've, I've gotten one, but I've never given one. I never really understood how to do it. Yeah, I don't get it. I don't get the appeal and I've it's never It's definitely one. disgusting and I think every time I got one, it was an accident. Yeah, I've accidentally given oh. them. Yeah. It's just an overzealous neck kiss, right? Yeah. Yeah, it's just so like... Why would you want it? Yeah. Who wants it? Okay. Who wants to give it? Again, he lets dish out past whatever. A girl I went to school with dated this gross guy and he <laughs> gave her 
hickeys on her stomach on purpose in the shape of a smiley face. So he did all around in a circle, <laughs> two eyes and a mouth. Can you imagine how long that took and like how he had to line them all up next to each other? And it, it's like a bruise essentially and she allowed it to happen. It's just madness. Did she show it off? Yeah, everyone at school and we were all like, I think she was the first one that got <laughs> that got a hickey and we were all just like, what the hell? He's a, He's just- you know, branding his his trophy. Literally, like a cattle <laughs> prod thing, yeah. Me, I'm Alexia. Alexia Wheat. <laughs> Actually, that's one thing we haven't discussed. The two main actresses. Mm. Do you think they did a good job with their different personalities and captioning like their original and their swap personality? Were, were they good performances? I feel like because you're not going from female to male... It's not a huge stretch. Mm. And we kind of didn't really get to see enough of their- Pre-swap. Yeah. So, I think they did a good job with what we like, what we saw, you know what I mean? Yeah, I, I'd mm. give them a pass, but yeah. they didn't go over the top. But then again, like I couldn't really distinguish much of a difference. Yes. And the one thing that annoyed me is- uh, Catherine Heigl's character had uh, at the start done a few of these that squeaky laugh. squeaky laughs. Oh my god! <laughs> and then when they had swapped, she kept doing it. So yeah, yeah. <laughs> I was just like, wait a second, that's her thing. Yeah. Um, just speaking of squeaky laughs, I did a terrible squeaky laugh on the podcast, the last podcast. Did you hear it? No, but it's going to be put in right here. <laughs> is this when the, si- the sisters swap? Yeah, I'm into yeah. it. I'm into it. It's going to be trash. Sis- the sisters. <laughs> Do you come with the car? Oh, you. (laughs) Yeah, it it was at the very end, and it was, you know, when we got really delirious. When I listened back to it, I was like, oh my God, I did a terrible squeak laugh. It was really bad. Mm. Yeah, uh, my moment from last week's episode that gave me a cringe <laughs> was um, I called Robbie Amell Stephen Amell. How dare you! I know. <laughs> what a piece of shit! I know, I know that that will upset you. Um, we forgive you. And I also got Natasha Henstrick and Natasha Kinski, Kinski. confused right, okay. as well. So anyone listening, you- going, what a fucking dumbass! Uh, it's not the girl from Species that's in Cat People. I didn't know what you were talking about. So I'm like, yeah, it's her. <laughs> <laughs> but yeah. I thought I thought they did a good job. I actually really think Danielle Harris is really charismatic and kind of deserves the career that Catherine Heigl yeah, is getting. Yeah, I agree. Because I've heard on the grapevine of the internet yeah. that Catherine Heigl is a bitch. <laughs> yeah, yeah, I've heard the same. Yeah, I I've heard that, and I I try to like you know break away from that, but like when we were watching her at the start of the movie, I was like. You're I, a dumb bitch. <laughs> I did not say that. <laughs> if you're out there, wait a second. Neither of you answered my Twitters. So, Catherine Heigl and Danielle oh Harris God, can, can go and fuck themselves. Heard me. She'd be like, bitch, I just am burning money in my fireplace to stay warm. I've got my two adopted children and my hot husband. I don't give a shit what you think. <laughs> Why am I listening to this podcast? <laughs> <laughs> Why did these people tweet me? Oh, that's great. Um, but yeah, like I, I kind of wish Daniel Harris was in more stuff, like mm, yeah. or more stuff of that. You know, 
is appealing of a higher caliber yeah yeah. like i really have no sorry daniel harris we really like you (laughs) but i can't really be watching halloween eight or whatever the fuck you're in (laughs) same danny yeah you don't think it's flattering well you make a fool of me i mean her well i really don't care what you think time for our favorite segment um we pull some reviews off the internet of of the film and see what people out there in the wild think of this one and i've got to say this one is a hard one because i feel like most people are on the same wavelength with this film than we were it's kind of like recognizing it for what it is um and kind of loving know, it despite itself yeah like it's a bit of a nostalgia trip mm-hmm. there was i i didn't find anyone who was you know like this is the best film ever made at oscar worthy you know whatever <laughs> All right, so this one is from Letterboxd, and a girl named Sonia wrote it. She gave it two and a half stars, and she said, worth it for that dominatrix outfit and ugly Paul Dano. So I'm guessing she thinks that (laughs) the Simon guy looks like ugly Paul Dano. Who is um, Paul Dano? He is Swiss Army Man. Swiss Army Man. (laughs) There will be blows. Yeah. Yeah. That guy? (laughs) I feel... I don't know. This is going to sound really bitchy, but Mm. I feel like Paul Dano is ugly Paul Dano. But this is my barometer for – he's very attractive to me just for whatever reason. I just – Oh, really? Paul Dano? Mm. Yeah. Mm. Uh, Mm. It just – I don't know. I really like him as an actor. He writes films. He's a fantastic actor. He writes films and all that just shines through. Like I've got Mm. a really filthy crush on um, Bill Murray who like (laughs) is kind of – Got a gut and is really old, and I just think he's just the, maybe the sexiest man alive. So, um, yeah, I think Paul Dano's Dano. Dano. This is a new thing. I, I've been saying his name wrong forever, <laughs> apparently. But I find I think he's attractive. That, those bug eyes and kind of the chin that disappears into his neck. <laughs> I'm down with that. All right. So this one's from Murray. Maybe it's Bill Murray. Ooh. Bill, you marry me? <laughs> um, he gave it five stars, comical, touching, and very entertaining. Wish Upon a Star is a movie my husband and I saw on TV. Oh, I guess. So I guess it's not Bill Murray. Damn. Unless he's gay. You still not that. a help for you. You stole Bill from me, Paul. You can have him. That's fine. <laughs> um, <laughs> we wanted to own. Oh, sorry. Wish Upon a Star is a movie my husband and I saw on TV and liked it so much we wanted to own it. It's a pleasure to watch a movie without profanity. Wish Upon a Star made us laugh while let it, letting us look into what it truly means to walk a mile in someone else's shoes. When you want to watch something entertaining, funny, and touching at the same time, we watch, watch Wish Upon a Star yet another time. Mm. I really it's unsettling for some reason. <laughs> <laughs> I just can imagine this, this husband who's like, can we watch The Expendables or something like that? And just, no, Wish Upon a Star Again. for the 20th time. Yeah. <laughs> And it's on VHS for some reason. Like I feel like this woman's husband needs to reach out to us. And make, I feel like we need to make sure he's all right. Without profanity. <laughs> <laughs> that, that means they're not listening to this podcast. <laughs> yeah. yeah. Dominatrix outfits are fine, but no profanity. Yeah. Okay. This one's from someone called Shopping Savvy. And uh, five stars. Is it a bot? <laughs> <laughs> five stars, my favorite movie. This is my favorite movie. I watched it as a kid and I fell in love with it. It's the best movie I've ever seen and a must-see for everyone who hasn't. It's also PG-rated so the kids can watch it too. My favorite person in the movie is Katherine Heigl. Growing up, she was who I wanted to be. She is beautiful and in the movie popular, gets good grades and gets all the guys. 
I love to watch this movie now to get a chance to relive my childhood dreams. Of course, I have to admit my life isn't exactly as it oh. is a, as I used to dream, but it's totally, it's not totally bad. Oh my god, this girl's like reaching out on the internet for help <laughs> through a movie review. Ooh. Oh, that made me sad in my heart. Yeah, just to be like, oh, yeah. things didn't turn out like Catherine Heigl. <laughs> yeah. I'm really bummed. Uh, but, you know, she didn't even watch the movie because she didn't Catherine get good grades. She didn't get good grades. Yeah. <laughs> oh, well. She watched Catherine Heigl. But, yeah, well, that's not the point of the film. Like, you're not supposed to walk away that film and go, I want to live my life for Catherine, Catherine Heigl. Heigl. Exactly. Like, Ah, uh, okay. Well, anyway, Great people review. are stupid. She's wishing for a body swap. Mm. All right. This one is like really long, so feel free to like edit it out. Five stars, beautiful movie by someone called Moon. I was not a big fan of Disney Channel. I was more into Cartoon Network because, you know, I was in the seventh grade. During that same year in a party, there was a kid's room for us to watch movies and all that. And they turn it on the Disney Channel and Wish Upon a Star was on. At first, I thought it was another stupid, oh, he loves me or not kind of movie. I saw Katherine Heigl for the first time and I fell in love. So I kept watching the movie just to see Heigl. But the actress was not the only thing that kept me watching this movie. The story of this movie was so cool. And I had only started to watch this movie halfway through. So the next day when I was at home, the movie came on again and I watched it from the beginning and it was, and it's a very cool movie with everyday teen issues and ways to see how others live. It made me think what my life would have been if I had to spend at least one day on my sister's body. It's so scary. I mean, you never know <laughs> what they would do in your body. It's a very good movie with great acting, beautiful story, good sets, and all all of the above that make this movie a good movie. I wonder why it didn't hit the big, big screen. This is a movie that should have been in the big screen. I'm sorry. I'm going to go. <laughs> On my sister's body. <laughs> <laughs> and and the sets. Mm. Oh, okay, yeah. I didn't actually save it, but there was. I actually found multiple reviews that mentioned the sets for some reason. <laughs> I bet that's the set designer made all these aliases. I got a job interview Friday. They weren't bad, but they weren't memorable. It wasn't bloody um, real the shape window of or something. <laughs> oh, <God. laughs> and the Oscar for best set design goes to Wish Upon a Star. On my sister's body, I'm... <laughs> That's not good. I'm Simon Smalling. I just moved in next door. I I've been wanting to meet you. Thanks for the cookies. <laughs> so I guess this is time for our tenuous re recommendations. So in this segment... We choose a film that's related to this film in some way to recommend to our viewers. So you can share a cast member, a director, a producer, or even a theme. So um, why don't you start us off, Brendan? I struggled a little bit. I sort of did. But I, I did watch a film just to make sure it was worth recommending. So I, mm. like I said, I really enjoy. Uh, Danielle Harris, and I was like, has she actually been in anything I've seen since India, Erie, Indiana? <laughs> <laughs> and so, I watched Don't Tell Mum the Babysitter's Dead. She's in that? She was in that, yeah. Oh my god, genius. <laughs> and so, yeah, I, I watched it again, and I did genuinely have a good time with it. It is it is a good family film, and yeah, it just keeps it going. It's very punchy, and it's just good fun, so... 
Christina Applegate in that one? Yeah, she's in it. Is there anyone else like super famous in that one? There's a David Duchovny's in it. Oh, wow. Yeah. Yeah, there's another guy who I can't remember what his name is, but yeah, the love interest. He looks recently. So- he's been in. I don't know if you watch Inside Amy Schumer. He's in lots of her um, uh, sketches. In okay, there. I, I knew he was like I could see his face. Yeah, and I, I think he's it up, been in but- some other stuff like dramatic roles as well. Yeah. Oh, that's yeah. so good. I I struggled. I couldn't. Yeah. So mine's really. But but I had a okay. second one as well. Okay. Oh. And it's because I I knew I couldn't have. I had to have a film, but I also wanted to give a recommendation for, um, based on Simon. So, you know how creepy he was? <laughs> <laughs> yeah. I wanted to recommend the uh, the album uh, Endless Shim- Shimmer, which is uh, by the band So I Watch You From Afar. <laughs> <laughs> Amazing. Because <laughs> it's got the stars and it's got the creepy guy who's watching. <laughs> yeah, great. So, great band and great album. So, listen to that. Nice work. Lucy? So, I I only did a bit of research before we watched the film, so mm-hmm. I struggled. So, I just went with, you know, the way she says in the movie, we're sisters, we're not friends. Yeah. So, my sister is my best friend. We're sisters mm. and we're friends. Are you recommending your sister? Yeah, she's the best guy to <laughs> check her out. Five stars. Um, no, I guess that I could have gone down the road of... Um, we used to watch Grey's Anatomy all the time and cry heaps. And, oh, wow, yeah. But that's not what I'm doing. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. My, my favourite movie and my sister's favourite movie is The Goonies. Yeah. So, it's the best movie ever and I'm sure everyone's seen it, but you should just go and watch it again <laughs> yeah. and tell your sister or your sibling that you love them. And that's mine. Aww. Uh-huh. <laughs> <laughs> I'll do better next week. Sorry, guys. <laughs> no, no, it's good. Good, good. <laughs> it's a tenuous recommendation. It's mm. the whole point. It's tenuous. Mm, yeah. My recommendation is based on the fact that this was a Disney Channel movie. So I'm going to be recommending another Disney <laughs> oh, Channel good, movie. Good idea. Now, I know the co hosts of this show both know that I'm an obsessive Hilary Duff fan. <laughs> yes. So, viewers at home, I'm an obsessive Hilary Duff fan, and you should watch everything she's ever done. But. Today I'm going to Shaking my hair. specifically recommend a film she did um, in the early 2000s called Cadet Kelly, which was her Disney Channel original movie. Uh, she plays a um, kind of a spoiled fashionista girl who's forced to go to military school, ends up like making friends with this girl, and it's really like fun. And it's 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 very much on the same wavelength as this film, kind of like fluffy fun, nothing mind blowing, but an enjoyable Disney Channel movie. Mm-hmm. And mm-hmm. he's got hilarious stuff, so you know it's going to be good in some respects. <laughs> <laughs> Just based on her like pure charisma. Um, so yeah, Cadet Kelly. Cadet Kelly. Cool. You going to watch it, Lucy? Um. Well, I mean, there's no pressure or anything. I mean, you don't have to say anything back. I am. Um, I gotta go home. I gotta study. Any final thoughts on Wish Upon a Star before I reveal what next week's movie is going to be? I just want to say, if I had a teenage daughter, teenage son, I would not let them hot tub together. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> With their boyfriend or girlfriend. That was gross. Anyway, that's me. Okay. <laughs> Good parenting advice there. Awesome. Lucy, any uh, any final words on Wish Upon a Star? Um, I think I'm I think I'm good. Uh I I just like to finish it off by like recommending it mm. i would say this was an enjoyable film it was nice to actually watch a film of all the ones we've done so far this yeah. has been the best fuck mr Puzz- fuzzy pants <laughs> all right so next week oh next episode so this was a disney channel original movie from the early 90s so i thought it'd be a good 
contrast and compare to see how they've dealt with this in recent years. Oh so there was actually a Disney Channel body swap movie released in 2016 called The Swap, uh, about two teenagers swapping bodies, uh, starring Peyton List, who's like a Disney Channel star. Is that a boy or a girl? A uh, girl. Okay. And she recently starred in that Logan Paul movie, The, the Thinning, so that shows mm-hmm. where her career is at. Um, so, yeah, that, that's our, our next film. Film. Cool. Disney Channel's The Swap. I'm feeling the enthusiasm in the room. <laughs> yeah, thanks, Paul. I'll reserve it. <laughs> one of these days, we're going to get a Freaky Friday. <laughs> Suddenly 30, one day. Suddenly 30 has to be like the 30th episode. Oh, okay. Perfect, yeah. <laughs> do we have 30 films to watch? There's so many body swap films. We could do this forever. So, look forward to that. Awesome. <laughs> so, yeah, uh, Brendan, if any of our viewers want to reach out to us, how can they? Yeah, we'd love some feedback. So, give us a email at thebodyswappodcast at gmail.com. Uh, you can also find all our social media and our episodes on our website, theswapcastpodcast.com as well. And, uh yeah, if you want to just uh, shout out to us, if you want to shout out to Danielle Harris or Catherine Heigl and say, <laughs> how dare you not uh, <laughs> get Respond back to, to us. this small-time podcast that we record in Paul's living room. <laughs> you could use our Twitter handle, the uh, Swapcast Podcast. Yeah, so yeah, definitely if you have any recommendations of movies you'd like us to look at and if you have any feedback on things we've missed if you've seen wished upon a star um and there's something that we didn't bring up just let us know we'd love to hear about it also you know if you want to see those pictures of us at our prom yeah <laughs> how formal how let's formal. not yeah yeah <laughs> i feel like i need to like do a current picture so people don't just envision me as like fucking the blob maybe we can try and we can try and recreate the pictures oh oh <laughs> I've, yeah, I don't know if I have that suit still. <laughs> <laughs> All right, so um, I think that's it for another episode of Swapcast. Thanks for listening, guys. Thank you. I'm Paul Mitzi. I'm Lucy Thomas. I was Brendan Levi. Every time. <laughs> <laughs> Bye. Bye. So, yeah, thanks for listening. Um, Swapcast is hosted by me, Paul Mitzi, and edited by Brendan Levi. Our theme song was written and performed by John Marco of Too Creative and it featuring Lucy Thomas, and it was recorded at Browntown Studios.